Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Should there be restrictions on alcohol-free advertising? So the things like your Guinness Zero Zero, Heineken Zero, should there be further restrictions on how those drinks are advertised and others, I should say as well. Alcohol Action Ireland, they want what they describe as the loophole closed. Take a listen to their CEO, Sheila Galhini, chatting to News Talk. We certainly think that it is um, backdoor marketing. Um, the, the shared branding, the fact that, um, you know, the identical branding has been used between the non-alcoholic product and the alcoholic uh, product um, with a very small zero that's there. Yes, we, we know that it, uh, that it is there. But, you know, your, your principal impression when you're looking at it is seeing the brand you know, I think it's no coincidence that we're, you know, seeing it now on on the pitch. Um, you know, given that these regulations, uh, you know, came into play last year. Rob is with us on the line in Dublin today. Rob, do you agree with Sheila? Is it backdoor advertising? I think, in fairness, it, it probably is. I think there's a lot of marketing goes into the Guinness Zero, the Heineken Zero, and I find, as somebody that doesn't drink anymore, it's marketed everywhere, but actually not available everywhere. You know, especially. A lot of the zero alcohol options are, are available in supermarkets, but you do well to find a bar in Dublin that has too many non-alcoholic options available to us non-drinkers, if you like. Really, Rob? Um, yeah, I think it's, it's marketed. Diageo have done a brilliant job marketing Guinness Zero, but there's very, very few pubs I found it. And I found it actually in, in venues like Pro Park and the Aviva. I was at the France match um, a couple of weeks ago, and as you know, the Six Nations is sponsored by Guinness Zero, mm. but only one bar in the Aviva had Guinness Zero. Okay, so off the, off the back of the comments that she, Sheila Ganhini made, she was talking about the um, the use of the Guinness Zero Zero ads at the Six Nations, actually. And you're saying that there was only one one bar. The main, the main bar in the West Premium level, I think, was the only bar. And I was arriving at the ground and there was Guinness Zero marketing everywhere. There's a couple of kiosks outside giving out a few samples um, free of charge on the way in but actually you could only get it in one bar um, that I found within the Aviva. So I wasn't sitting near where that main bar was and um, so there, there was Carlsberg Zero or Guinness um, and it's probably an issue that they won't give up a Guinness tap for a Guinness Zero tap because more people I'm sure are drinking Guinness than are drinking Guinness Zero but it's, it, it's not unusual to go into any bar in Temple Bar and in and around Dublin city centre, you will not find Guinness Zero in, in the bars. Okay. They used to have it available in a can that they had the little machine, but it, it, it doesn't work. It's too slow. It takes about five minutes to pour. You can only do one at a time. So they were looking, I know bars and pubs are looking at bringing in maybe a half keg and having it more available, but I haven't found it in too many bars um, as of yet. Albeit with all the marketing, you would think it's available everywhere. It's not. It's mm. very. It's very hard to find any. Apart from Heineken Zero that you'd, you'd have in a bottle, and um, it's very hard to find another alcohol-free okay. option available in bars, especially. Phil is with us on the line as well. Rob, do you think that the advertising of zero zero drinks is backdoor advertising? Not at all, Andrew. Good afternoon. Um, I I just think this is just nanny state gone gone crazy, and I don't really understand. The argument Jayla was putting forward for look, I get I get the issue out there that in Ireland we have we have problems with with, with around alcohol, but Jesus, like, what are Guinness to do when they come up with a solution for people to have a drink that is not alcoholic, 
So they've, they've actually done the work and said, right, we understand that th- th- there are some issues out there regarding um, a- 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 excess uh, alcohol consumption. They come up with a, a perfectly good solution of Guinness Zero Zero. Um, Guinness Six Nations, they are the sponsors of the actual Six Nations itself. Um, are they not... Are they not able to to advertise their non-alcoholic drink? Like oh, I actually taste it. I I enjoy a drink myself, not to excess, but enjoy a drink. Mm. And I actually tasted Guinness non-alcohol there a couple of months ago because I done the dry January thing. But I know in the Irish psyche, you know, if you go out for for any reason for a party or go out with your friends to be in within the atmosphere, you like to think that you're having a drink. But it's it's nice now that. Of late, there are some decent beers out there that you can get non-alcoholic, like your your other caller there mm. spoke about Heineken, non-alcoholic. And now you have Guinness, and they're actually quite nice because I don't know whether you remember years and years ago uh, there was other non-alcoholic beers that were on the market. They were absolutely dreadful, Andrea. They were mm. shocking. Yeah. they didn't taste nice. Right. So I don't I don't get the whole the, okay. the Guinness well, have done well, the, Guinness have done the right thing here. What, what what about the point that it's the same logo though? Phil and I think that's the argument that's been made it's the same logo it's the same branding that you see like well Rob you were there you were at the the last match in the Aviva I mean could you see the the Guinness Zero Zero the signs and the branding all over the place oh yeah sure it's everywhere but it's it's everywhere at soccer games at Champions League games it's when it's Heineken Zero um, I, I kind of do agree like it I don't think there's anything too wrong with it but I think it's still it, my, my biggest issue is it's marketed everywhere but not available really anywhere um, and, and Phil mentioned like the Heineken Zero. There are lots of options. Estrella is a nice zero option as well. Erdinger is nice. But you do well to find it in an establishment where you're drinking with other people. Yes, it's in supermarkets. Yes, you can buy it anywhere. But that's just to, to drink at home. Like if you're a non-drinker and you're out for a social occasion, you find it very hard to get an alcohol-free option. I suppose the point, though, is, Phil, in other countries, I know Norway was the, was the one that uh, Sheila Galhini previously cited, but, like, where you're advertising zero-zero, non-alcoholic drinks in Norway, you have to use a different logo. Can't, can't be the same branding now as the alcoholic drink. Well, what are, what, are, what, what, what are these companies to do, Andrea? Like, I mean, how do you, how do you advertise a product for, for something that you want to push for, for a non-alcoholic product if you can't put your name on it? Like, it just seems bizarre, like, that you can't put, like... For instance, right, Guinness Zero Zero, it's it's an actual it's actual Guinness you're getting without the alcohol. How else can you advertise Guinness Zero Zero without putting the word Guinness in it? Otherwise, it's just because zero. How do you know what you're getting? Like, like it's just it just makes like are we really down to that level of like sensitivity now where you can't put a name on something that's not alcoholic? It just seems incredibly like have we not got bigger issues? Like it's just. It's it's it sounds crazy to me, Andrew, yeah. that you can't put okay. in a zero zero on a product that hasn't got alcohol in it. Greg, where where do you sit in this debate? I think what you're hearing is is a very complex debate, and I think that's the the issue here. I think anything that promotes people to drink less alcohol, so the the, the promotion of zero zero drinks has got to be a good thing. Uh, at the moment, I think it constitutes about one percent of the overall market. So anything that promotes and increases the use of or the drinking of, of, of non-alcoholic or low-alcoholic drinks, mm. it's got to be a good thing. But I do think, and I think we really need to look at the issue of drinks, alcoholic drinks being associated with sporting events and what it is that we, why it is that we need to have Guinness or Heineken. And I'm a rugby supporter and a Guinness drinker, so I declare that. Yeah. But why it is that we see the need to have 
Guinness promoted at a sports event. So do you, sorry, just clarify, Greg, do do you mean, uh, do you mean that the zero, um, that the zero zero uh, ads or the the brands or whatever you want, the posters, whatever they are, they shouldn't be there? Absolutely. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. But let's be honest here. Diageo is a huge multinational company with a very, very, I mean, they produce some of the best advertisements in the world, including their, their Christmas advertisements. They, everybody associates the Six Nations with Guinness. I mean, they don't do this for the good of their health or indeed the good of our health. They're doing it because it actually makes a return for them. And there's no doubt about it that they have spotted a, let's say, a, a loophole that they can use Guinness here as well to continue to promote the Guinness brand. That's as simple as that. They, that's what they're doing. I mean, and, and like trying to talk about nanny state or anything else is, is nonsense. I mean, they, these, these companies are spending huge amounts of money to promote their product. And they're using, obviously, the Zero Zero brand to promote their product. If Guinness saw a huge profit in Zero Zero, they would be going and pushing it even more. There's the issue, obviously. But sure, it, 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 it is expensive. I mean, even to, to put, I mean, I look, I don't work in marketing, but I mean, I, I, could, I could hazard a guess that to put the branding around the Aviva is, is big money. It's huge. Absolutely. And they wouldn't be doing that unless they're getting a return for it. And that's promoting their brand. And yes, maybe there needs to be more availability of the Zero Zero product, but that's a separate issue to the actual promotion of it. And the, not, there's no doubt Guinness are putting Guinness on the pitch to promote Guinness. Okay. Christina, and it's do, that. Christina, do you think there should be more measures on alcohol-free advertising? Yes, I do. I do. I believe it's as simple as out of sight, out of mind. It's a backdoor in for the companies to advertise for alcohol, regardless if they're alcohol-free. Um, you know, you're still seeing the logos and brands. I mean, it, it wouldn't make any difference um, if it's zero zero or there's alcohol in it. It's, it's still there. It's still visible. It's still a brand. You know, it's not showing the destruction that alcohol causes. You know, it, it destroys lives. It destroys families. And if you take cigarettes, for example, they're all blackened out now and they have these pictures depicting what can happen, you know, when you continue to smoke and the death that it can cause. However, alcohol, you still see cigarettes, you don't. They're kept behind the counter now with shutters, but you can walk into a shop and I granted the top shelf spirits are behind the counter and they're closed down, but the rest of the beer and um, wines are still visible from from a shop. Okay. Paul is with us as well on the line. What are your thoughts on this? Um, My thoughts? Yes. Um, Well, I'm... Okay, I'm... uh, I'll, I'll be upfront and honest here. I am an alcoholic. I have a problem with drink. But at the same time, I, I'm not an anti-alcohol Nazi. I, I have no problem with um, private companies um, selling their goods. Okay. And, and, and even, Paul, for the, the likes of um, the drink-free you know, brands or, or products, you, you don't think there should be any more or stricter measures brought in around advertising those products? Uh, well, okay, you've asked me the question. Um, as far as I'm concerned, alcohol-free products are for alcohol-free people. You cannot sell 
alcohol-free products to alcohol-free people because the, the, it's just not on. Do you mean that it's it, it um just explain explain that sorry a little more for me Paul Somebody somebody who is alcohol free and wants to remain alcohol free they cannot and will not be able to be able to um Take those on board. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. I see. I, I, I see what you mean. Um. Th- th- like th- there is the point as well, Phil. I think it was it, it was Greg made the point a little earlier, but I, I wanted to get your thoughts yeah. on this as well, Phil. Like that is a point that's been made by a lot of the texters today who feel that you know it, it's expensive. It's expensive to put branding and marketing uh, and to put the money behind, even if you know if you're advertising your zero zero drink, whatever it is. Yeah. That that's why a lot of people see this as the back door. Like I take your point around, you know, sure if it's Guinness, people have to know it's Guinness. But it's still the reminders there, the logos there, the branding's there, all yeah, across the I, sites. I, no, I, I get, I get what you're saying as well. But what I'm kind of saying, they're kind of damned if they do and damned if they don't. And uh, like for, for your caller was saying there about like why are Guinness, why are Guinness having their advertising even at sports events, like. Are you telling me, like, don't tell me for a second that if Guinness didn't have any advertising up in the Aviva that anybody wouldn't drink less because Guinness doesn't have their name on the pitch. Because when people go to these events, by and large, people are at the bars. Sure, I've been in the Aviva for the, the Autumn's Internationals. The bars are packed. Now, that was nothing to do with Guinness having Guinness on their pitch. When people go out to, to sporting events, and I'm saying for the most part here, not everybody, they enjoy a drink. Not for a second whether Guinness have their name on the pitch or Heineken have their name on the pitch, and if they don't have it there, it's not going to make people drink any less because people enjoy a drink when they go to these events. Would you agree with that, Greg? Uh, No, (laughs) quite frankly. I mean, the simple fact is that if the promotion of Guinness on the pitch didn't work for Guinness, it wouldn't be there. I mean, it's as simple as that. I mean, just I think what people need to to, just talk of anti-alcohol Nazis and uh, nanny state... The fact, there are some facts, and the fact is this. The cost to the state, apart from the individuals and their families, the cost to the state each year from alcohol damage is in the billions. Billions. 1.3 billion, I think, is the, the last estimate I have seen of how much it costs in hospital time, people being sick, absentee, absences from work. That's the cost to the state. And what we're saying is that we, we object to the use of sporting events. I'm not saying you, can't, you ban Guinness from advertising, but sporting events, when we're talking mm. about people doing a healthy activity. The, the brand and the shouldn't be the there, brand. you think at all. Okay, yeah. all right. This, is, this isn't let, about people who are let, at the extreme end of it. Let, let me bring this in a... Yeah, let me bring in a couple of the text views as well, Greg, if if you don't mind. This, uh, this listener, and this comes back, I think, to the point that was made um, by Rob a, a little earlier. This texter says, I was in Crow Park. The zero zero bar was empty at the back. Um, must be the Hogan stand. There was massive queues for lager and for real Guinness. Why would anybody drink zero zero anyway? Did you say, sorry, uh, Rob, were you in... Were you in um, were you in Crow Park as well? Did you say you had difficulty getting zero no, zero? Crow Park. Crow Park was actually available um, 
or the Guinness era was available in Crow Park. Now I do have to, you know, close my eyes and say it was at the Garth Brooks concert. Um, but it was available. You at don't the close Garth your eyes Brooks at all. Concert. I was at it three nights. But it was available and readily available. You know, at the at the Guinness kiosks outside as well. So as they just. It it's just not available in most places. And look, okay. you can see some people, and, and Paul made a point, and I think, look, Guinness, no, the Guinness era was not aimed at recovering alcoholics, nor is any alcohol-free drink. It's aimed at people like me that maybe don't choose to drink on certain nights or don't drink at all or are driving to a game mm. or driving to a concert, and it's available. But they need to make it more available. And look, Guinness, did, I agree with what Greg is saying. And, and to what most of the callers, I think we're all in the, on a level of agreement that I think the brands are, are using an option to market their brand. And, and look, we, all these big companies have great marketeers behind them, whether it's Coca-Cola or McDonald's, you know, advertising a plant-free product. They still want you to come in and buy the chips and everything else. So they're, they're doing their, it is a backdoor way of, of you know, advertising, buy a Coke if you're Coca-Cola. Because you know people are still going to buy Coke and Coca-Cola. So it, it's the same, it's the same reasoning. Okay. And it works. But okay. there is, it, there is probably, Greg is probably right in mixing it with sporting events, whether it's a, a, a gambling organisation or a drinks organisation, um, they, they probably should not be available okay. to, to advertise at sporting events. And that's probably a different argument for a different day. Yeah, someone else texted in about, I remember, Tenants Lager, it was, it, which was 1.5% alcohol, says this listener. Um, I wonder, did they have a low alcohol drink in circulation? I don't know the answer to that, but we can try and find out for you. Somebody else wondered, uh, Joe and Galway, I love beer, but I was surprised to find Budweiser branded peanuts that said perfect with beer in a normal aisle next to the crisps and to sweets, according to Joe and Galway. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. A lot of people getting in touch with us today were continuing the conversation around um, whether alcohol free drinks and beverages, should there be stricter guidelines around advertising uh, alcohol free drinks? in stadiums and we're talking about this for the simple reason that Alcohol Action Ireland feel that there is a loophole there that should be closed that the Guinness Zero Zero products um, been branded at the Viva Stadium um, during the Six Nations that it's you know Backdoor advertising is the description that's been used. We've been asking you to get in touch with your views today on this. Bob is on the line. Bob, well, do you agree with that? Do we need stricter rules around advertising alcohol-free drink? Hey, um, this this is a bit of a grey area, I think, for alcohol advertisers. Um, but I'm not sure that it takes fully into account the entire cohort of, of consumers who use um, non-alcoholic products. Uh, so there is a, you know, a grey area around how you advertise an existing alcohol brand using a, a version of the brand that's a non-alcoholic um, product. But, you know, you're looking at a, an increasingly large cohort of people who don't drink and still socialize. Mm. Um, and I think part of the awareness that you need to grow around uh, non-alcoholic products is that it is okay, first and foremost, to be able to socialize and not drink alcohol. Uh, people need to be encouraged to pursue the options that are out there for non-alcoholic drinks. And also to make that, you know, commonly um, acceptable that, you know, lots of people 
choose not to drink alcohol or choose that they don't have to have alcohol as part of their repertoire, but there are lots of options for them. Um, and, and sometimes it can, you know, in the past it can be seen as um, either don't drink or just go full hog and drink alcohol. And I think there's been a category created in the middle. And because that category in, brings the brand from alcohol, so, you know, Heineken Zero Zeros or your Guinness or, you know, for years, Palaner uh, provided a really good product for, you know, the, the craft community, which is a non-alcoholic product. That product has made it more acceptable and, and, and made it maybe more enjoyable for people who want the taste, the perception of, of beer in this instance. Okay, so it's about uh, letting people the know downside. there's an alternative there. Yeah, and, and part of that is around making it commonplace. So by seeing Guinness making a zero-zero product or Heineken or any of the bigger uh, and smaller breweries um, making beer available in a non-alcoholic format, a lot of that is around you know, growing that acceptance and growing the awareness that it's, it's, it's another part of um, the alcohol brand's repertoire and also making it accessible for people to order that and, and, and to feel like okay. it's, I'm comfortable having that as part of my social event. Because otherwise it can seem like, oh, I'm going in here looking for something that maybe doesn't exist, you know? Well, funny, it's funny, a lot of the texts coming in today actually are from people um, making the point that was it Rob made earlier on um, that it's quite difficult seemingly in some festivals and events to get alcohol free drinks that they're not they're not available basically at every bar you might have to just go to one bar within the stadium seems a lot of the texters making that point Anthony is with us as well Bob on the line Anthony do you think we need more measures around alcohol free advertising definitely Andrea good to talk to you again um, I just kind of think I'm making the comparison between the amount of people that die from alcohol every week and the people that are smokers and when the vape came out and vaping, the government said, no, 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 they wouldn't approve of it. No, no, no. Even though there is no tar in vape cigarettes, but they banned the advertising. They wouldn't recommend them for people, even though the NHS, which I would trust a hell of a lot more than the HSE, to be quite mm-hmm. honest. So, I mean, what is the difference, really? I mean you are still promoting a product like and could their thing about not approving vapes I know I'm talking about something different now mm. but it's more or less I'm trying to make an analogy you're, you're trying to say, raising, explaining that it's you, you agree with Sheila Galhini you think it is backdoor advertising absolutely absolutely right. and I mean if they wouldn't approve vapes and because they, vapes don't have tar in them okay but Alcohol-free beer doesn't have alcohol in them, but their excuse for not approving vapes was that it would lead mm. people on to smoking and direct them mm. towards smoking. Okay. So right. you could make the same See, analogy yeah. that is alcohol-free that not, beer is, could lead people to drink alcohol. Okay. Did you accept that, Bob? Backdoor advertising? Uh, I think Anthony's argument is that vaping should be advertised, which is fine. It, I think it should be as an alternative to smoking, for sure, as should alcohol-free beer. Because ultimately, the only benefit is that it's growing acceptance of alcohol-free beer because the same brand is attached to it as is attached to Guinness, Draft Stout and Heineken Lager with alcohol in it. So, so the, the, the argument of saying it shouldn't be, ad, it shouldn't be advertised is, is sort of null and void by Anthony's 
justification mm. there, and he's right. But, um, I think vaping is is really is considered to be a far healthier option than smoking. There are arguments to say that you know vaping gets people into smoking, but uh, I'm not sure people are going to. I'm not sure I've ever met anyone who started drinking zero zero beer and went into alcohol that way. It's an option. I okay. don't think it's even even from a taste profile. What you're really doing is substituting the product into an environment where you don't have to drink alcohol. I don't think it's a gateway product at all okay. in any way. And I, I've yet to meet anyone well, who does that. Well, actually, if there is someone who wants to get in touch with us about that, do give us a shout. 1800 106. This listener says, I'm sorry, lads, you don't have to go to a pub to socialise. Hundreds of other activities around the country. That's the problem with us Irish. Says this listener, Jaron Kilcullen says, can these people not enjoy a match unless they're half cut? Another texter, are we seriously talking about this, lads? When are people going to take personal responsibility? There's advertising for every product out there it doesn't mean that you have to buy it this is simply the anti-alcohol brigade railroading uh, into society it's time yeah time to tell them to sling their hooks as this texter lunchtime live with andrea gilligan brought to you by avant money weekdays at midday on news talk